Welcome to the So So Scrutiny Podcast. I am Corey Stocks, and this is my co-host, Robert Maine. If you don't wear that damn mask, you're going to feel some pain. Nice. Top- topical? I like it. Very topical, because we are still in- not enjoying this uh, quarantine. No. Kind of sucks. But it sucks. Like every- everyone knows, <laughs> we're all in this yeah. together. Definitely. And anyway, today um, we have a pretty cool episode. We're going to be kind of kicking off the summer. Summer just started on, what, the 19th, so uh, June 19th. So um, we're going to go ahead and talk about some summer stuff. And um, we're also going to be doing some reviews of a album and um, a couple movies, right? Yes. All right. Um, But before we do any of that, um, we're we're definitely going to be, what, eating some hot sauce, right? Which brings us to our unofficial sponsor. Yes. Who are they? Gringo Bandito. I'm sure a lot of SoCal uh, folks know this uh, type of hot sauce. It's in a lot of restaurants and it's in Walmart and stuff, but it's by the... uh, 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 the singer from The Offspring, Dexter Holland, and it's his, it's his hot sauce. And uh, I bought their four pack off Amazon and bought a pack for Corey. And I was like, "Fuck it, let's re- let's uh, review it on SoSo." Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. And SoCal native, so that's really awesome yeah, too. Yeah, I have some background um, too. I did some research on I did some research on them too. So I've got some cool stuff coming up. Um, what's up, man? You looking a little sunburn over there? Speaking of summer. <laughs> Yeah, summer has kicked off and so has the sunburn. So <laughs> did a little bit of social distance visiting with family, um, needed to see them and kind of kept our distance and everything. But we were out in the backyard, so we had room to do that. And it was gloomy today. Not an excuse for not wearing sunscreen, but we were sitting yeah, and... That marine lair, that's what we call it on the West Coast, the marine lair. Yeah. It can be, it's kind of, it's deceiving. You think, oh, it's all cloudy. I'm not going to get sunburned, but it's actually pretty gnarly if, you, if you're if you still out there. Kind It's of, very it, tricky. Yeah. So, especially summer. But, you and I are both pale kids. We got to be careful with our white skin. <laughs> yeah. My, my, uh, my forehead it sounds kind of like racist. S- we got to be careful with our white skin, but sorry, <laughs> we get sunburned no. really easy yeah. out there in the sun. <laughs> sorry. Horribly sunburned. Yeah, one time um, back in the day when I was like probably nine, ten years old, I went out to the pool um, at my nana's house and didn't wear any sunblock, and I was only out there for a little bit. I, I, I mean, a little bit, probably in a uh, nine-year-old Robert's eyes is is like an hour, but I might have met him out there for like three hours. Who knows? But the next day was, uh, remember the Hoot Nanny, the big festival out in. Yeah, the, the woods that was all rockabilly and punk rock. Well, my aunt Linda, who owned the doll hut, she had like her own side stage every year. And we'd go out and help her, you know, set up the stage and sell her merch. It was the whole thing. The whole family came out. And that next day, man, my back, I got so sunburned that uh, 
pretty sure when my mom told me it was I got sun poisoning and I got like first Damn. second degree burns on my back and I was laid out all day with ice packs on my back and she was just feeding me Benadryl just all day just to like make me sleep yeah. and just like get over it and oh my god some of did the you have like pain. all the yellow blisters and crap luckily luckily it didn't blister but it was bad it was some of the worst pain I've ever been in my life but hands down yeah yeah and then ever since then, I've always been very cautious of wearing sunblock, or at least if 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 I'm out there, not for too long, kind of thing. Yeah, but sun sunburns are terrible. I um I, I hate- had one. We you remember Wild Rivers, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We we used to go like every summer, and one year we went, and I decided like for some stupid reason, it was a good idea not to wear. <laughs> Sunscreen. I'm gonna get a tan. I'm gonna look good. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm gonna look like but, David Hasselhoff. Um, <laughs> but uh, if he sat on a tanning bed for like 18 <laughs> hours, but I um we went out and it's really really hot. It's like flat black top out there in Irvine, or it used to be. And um I didn't wear any sunscreen, and I was going in this like chlorinated water, and chlorine sticks to you and just re- takes the sun rays in and stuff. Yeah. Dude, and I think I got sun poisoning, and I had like yellow blisters Ooh. and crap all over my back. Dude, that um, definitely sounds like it. yeah. I didn't get that bad. Tons of like freckles on my back now, like little sunspots and stuff. Uh, but that was the worst I've ever been, and since then I've been really good about wearing sunscreen. But that yeah. sucked. Unofficial, another terrible. unofficial sponsor, sunscreen. Yeah, like <laughs> what's the one with the little dog? Oh, uh, copper tone or whatever. Yeah, I think you are right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just uh, I don't care what the label is. Uh, whatever yeah. the highest SPF is, <laughs> give me that. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got this like new Alba because my my skin's like super sensitive, so it need I have to put like the purest stuff on. That's the most organic, and I found some, so that was really good. There you go. Um, yeah, protect yeah. yourself out there, everybody. Definitely. That sun sucks. I hate the sun. It, does. it, gives, us, it gives us life and everything, but what's yeah, the cost? At, at what cost? At what cost? Yeah. Um, cost what of else? my back. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, you out of school now, right? Uh, yeah, we're out of school. We're on summer break, just kind of relaxing. Um, you know, taking in the not trying not to take in the rays, but um, <laughs> what like just, we we've kind of just been decompressing. Not like we haven't been doing much at all just kind of relaxing and um lounging around because the first couple weeks of summer you're just trying to unpack everything i did a um last week i did a a three-day training online with avid like the uh oh the the, the one of the programs i teach yeah and it was it was really informative but there was so much that we had to kind of like I had to step back and say, I'm not going to look at any of this for like two weeks <laughs> and I'm going to come back and like try some of it out. There you go. But Nice. I was, about uh, you? I, um, uh, volunteered for a paid study. Well, it's, it's not really volunteering if you're getting paid, but you kind of have to volunteer. Um, my cousin Ashley shout out to her new, uh, podcast coming out. What's your position podcast that I produce. Um, she works for a company that does like drug studies, and mostly it's for schizophrenia patients. And my study goes into the schizophrenia and I'll get into that in a second. But um, 
pretty cool. If anyone's looking to get some extra money right now and isn't working, look into some drug studies. There's some really easy ones and it's easy money and tax free. And this one was cash, which was awesome. Um, and I have to go back tomorrow. Tomorrow's my last day. But the first day was just going in, interviewing, um, height and weight, blood pressure, talk to a doctor kind of thing and in and out. And then last week on Monday, it was like the real full day. It was eight at like, wait, wait, time I was out. I was out there at seven 30 and I left around three ish. So about eight hours, whatever. And basically what the study was is they put these sensors on my chest or well, my, my, more my belly, three of them, like two on my left side and one on my right side. And then those sensors were hooked up to uh, each one had their own cell phone, an iPhone. And every 90 minutes I had to take this little tiny pill and it had, it's, it's a placebo, but it had like a sensor in it. And each of these sensors would register in my body that I took it. So I would take this pill and I'd sit there with a the doctor and then we have to wait for all these cell phones to like activate like the first one and the second one and then ding. And then you're all done. Come back 90 minutes and we'll do it again. And so basically it's for schizophrenia patients. They want to have these patches on them to make sure they take their medication because sometimes, you Oh, know, interesting. You know, they're not all there and they maybe sometimes forget or don't want to take their medication. So this will like be on an app and their doctors and who are their psychologists or whoever are going to know, Hey, you did or didn't take your medication, you know, figure that out. So it was kind of fun. It was like a few people and, uh, just where I worked on podcasts. I was uh, editing podcasts all day while I was there and watched a movie and uh, easy money. And then tomorrow I just go for a uh, like a, uh, another checkup, kind of my out thing, just seeing how I thought about it, you know, kind of stuff. They wanted me to wear this, like they, I wore the sensors all day and then they were like, Hey, come back a week. Don't take them off. Um, try your hardest to like keep them on. And, but if they fall off, no big deal. And then literally the next day I did like all day gardening at my grandma's house. And they house. fell off. And yeah, one by <laughs> one by one, just the sweat just, and now I, ha and I can't get these stupid, uh, the, the, the grippy stuff on the, on the bandages left these marks. So I have these big circles on my, <laughs> my belly and I'm trying to get them off. I've used like rubbing alcohol and I don't know, maybe after like the fifth shower, I'll finally get it off. But that's funny. Yeah. That's what I did last week. Not too bad. Easy money. So yeah. Yeah. Guys, that's good stuff. If you guys want to get some easy money, go do some uh, clinical trials over there. I'll definitely jump in on some of those. We need, we're definitely going to need it in the future. So there you go. I've done, I've done a seasickness one too. That was a whole experience too. Oh, we I, talked about that. It, I remember. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that one to anybody. Well, it was pretty good money, but I don't know. I'm on, I'm on the fence about that one. Uh, let's get into some uh, reviews man. for sure. Um, uh, we're going to do newfound glory last. Uh, so I'll start it off. Um, I watched, um, uh, the, one of the newest movies out now since there's not a lot of movies out um, the full title let me pull it up real quick is Eurovision Song Contest The Story of Fire Saga so uh, it stars Will Ferrell um, and oh, Rachel, Rachel McAdams okay this movie's a lot so um, and then it's directed by uh, David Dopkin who did like Wedding Crashers and um what was the other ones he did? Um, Shanghai Nights, Frank oh, Claus, man. you know, that, that time period, those yeah, 2000. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so he did all those ones. And then for a while, he went and worked with Maroon 5. He did a bunch of, like, music videos and, like, semi-movie stuff with them. So he's very into music. And then he did this movie, which makes sense because it's super heavily music-oriented. 
Um, let me back up a little closer a second. Um, so Eurovision, <laughs> I guess this is a thing. As Americans, we don't know about this, but I guess every year Eurovision has like this American Idol type thing where every um, country in Europe votes and they can't vote for themselves. They have to vote for other countries and every country has like a representative to bring this song type thing. And so they're kind of making fun of it, but also <clears throat> appreciating what they do over there. Um, so Will Ferrell and <clears throat> Rachel McAdams, they <clears throat> live in Iceland. Yeah. And they're like, oh, child- what is this? <laughs> the Is this the ski one? No, <clears throat> no, okay, but I, no, I do okay. know about that one. Yeah, that's right. either came out or it has come. I, yeah, I, I don't know what that's called, uh, but I know what you're talking about. All right, all this right. This is not no. that. Um, this is in the vein of um, semi-pro and uh, Blades of Glory, but Blades okay. of Glory mostly. It's kind of making fun of this like very niche thing, but at the same time, like showing kind of how cool it is at the same time. Um, so yeah, Will Ferrell and. Rachel McAdams are like lifelong friends, childhood friends, and Rachel McAdams kind of wants to date Will Ferrell, but he doesn't. His whole thing in life is to win the Eurovision. Like this, since childhood, he's like, "This is my only thing. I don't care what gets in gets in my way." And <clears throat> so, they, long story short, there's like some drama that goes in, and they get picked for this Eurovision, and they get in. And I don't want to spoil it too much, um, but. <clears throat> They have this crazy song. We'll play it at the end of the, the episode. It's kind of fun. Um, let me look at the screening scale. Let's go back to that real quick. Um, Eurovision. Okay. Um, the soundtrack, I gave I gave pretty much fours across the board. They're, 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 their song, Fire Saga, that's the name of their band, their song is pretty good. It's pretty catchy. And then there's all these other like countries. There's like a Russian guy who has a song, and it's pretty ridiculous. And and all these other countries. Demi Lovato makes an appearance and she she kills it. Um, so the music, and there's like this random, in the middle of the movie, everything else about this movie is very Blades, Blades of Glory, you know, back and forth, trying to get into this competition. But in the middle of the movie, they're at this mansion and they just, everyone breaks into song and everyone knows the song and it's like a medley of all these pop songs built into one and they're all dancing and it's just like, what? Where where did this come from? And then that's when I looked at David Dopkin, the director's like past, and I was like, oh, he's been working with Maroon Five for the last ten years. He's got to do like these big music productions. Like, yeah. But it was good. It was like it was well done. It's all auto tune. It's not real singing at all. But it's it's fun. Um, acting was cool. They were all very dedicated to the role. How ridiculous and their accents are and stuff. Um, I liked the uh, the setting, you know. Iceland doesn't get a lot of shout-outs for movies very often, so I liked that they, they got some. Uh, overall, I gave it a 74, and that seems pretty good. It's just a ridiculous, over-the-top Will Ferrell movie with music and dancing and, and just everything Will Ferrell brings to the table. Um, he's he's hilarious. Yeah, and, and 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 not a lot of movies are out right now, so if you need a good chuckle, it's, it's streaming on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. Um, yeah, what else do I got to say about this? Uh, um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's not, you can't say it's a bad movie, but it's not good kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. It's just something like, oh, it's on Netflix. So go check it out. It's yeah, free. I was literally, I was building a new, that's another thing I did this week. I did, I built a new Ikea dresser. So while I was building my dresser, I watched this movie and it Heck yeah. made the time go by. Go so Ikea. Yeah, Eurovision. Go check it out. Netflix. <laughs> it's fun. Awesome. What do you think? Sounds got? cool. Well, 
I went down a little more depressing road. Um, <laughs> yeah, the definitely other side of the spectrum. Yeah. For sure. So I saw this movie in a bunch of lists. Like, go watch this. It's worth watching. It's called A Ghost Story. It's It stars uh, Colin Farrell. Editor's note, Corey meant to say Casey Affleck. Who I've heard many bad things about. And oh, really? Yeah. Like, like off screen? Like he's, yeah, like he oh. isn't a great, I don't know, whatever. that. Um, and then uh, Rooney Mara. Oh, she's a babe. Like, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, and she's married or going to be married to one of the best actors I've ever seen on screen. So, who? What? Um, she's married? What? Joaquin Phoenix. That's her fiance. Oh, that bastard. And <laughs> right. she's great, she's, dude. She's off the and market. And they're both vegan. So, right, it's I'll, like. I'll check her off cool. my. Uh, Mrs. Main possibilities. Okay, <laughs> continue. It's uh, it's it, it, it was directed by David Lowry, who did the newer Pete's Dragon, um, the Disney new Disney version. I, I always thought Pete's Dragon was kind of boring, so I didn't even bother with the second what else, one. What else did he do though? He did um, he, the movie like right before some, that was really good though. I think. Uh, did, did I say it was David Lowry or? Funny that both of our directors are David. He's done some like he's done some other like kind of random off the wall stuff. He did like oh. Peter Pan and Wendy. He's doing in twenty twenty one. Did something called The Green Knight. Uh, I think it's it's probably ba- huh. yeah, it's based on Sir Gawain and The Green Knight, which is medieval no, this isn't literature. I think it was. All right, sorry. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. A little bit. Old Man in the Gun. I don't know if you heard of that. Yeah. Ain't them bodies saints? Something hmm. like that. Interesting. Um, but okay, so to, to begin with, um, to get this out of the way, it was kind. It has like a eight millimeter film kind of look, like the rounded edges. Okay. That what it would be called? I don't. I'm not good with technical uh, terms. Is it more of a squ- like a square? It looks rounded like a, edges. Yeah, that's four three aspect ratio. I think. Yeah, squares? something like that. But it looks like a Polaroid picture, like the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, I get you. Um, I'm. I was so like torn on this movie because there are these scenes that are supposed to be like really powerful and poignant and like they t- they take a really long time to unfold. For instance, at one point, like he and his, I th- yeah, he and his wife are like kissing in bed and stuff, but it just it goes on forever. Like it's it it just I'm like. I've seen movies that do this and use like timing effectively, but this was just like, okay, I get it. Okay. It went on for like three, four minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, they did a lot of that and it, it it's kind of like in midsummer. Oh, I'm sorry. Back up a little bit. This yeah. isn't this isn't the Guillermo del Toro stuff, right? No. That's that's ghost stories. This is a ghost story. A ghost story, yeah. Oh, not scary. Not scary dude, stories I've, to tell in the dark. I've seen this. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, everything, totally dr- everything drags out. Like yeah. there's these long scenes, and I'm just like, I get like what they're trying to do, but I've seen movies do this more effectively. Yeah, um, it's a, little, a little artsy. It's just like yeah, basically they would leave the, like leave the camera just sitting there, like not doing much. Yeah, let let the like actors the scene, just have well, fun. Again, I don't really want to spoil like spoil the plot, but yeah. it's essentially like a drama, like kind of like love story, but from the point of view of a like a ghost, and yeah. it's it just like 
I guess it's not, a ghost. It's not a happy, but it's not a happy love story. No, all. it's so no. sad. And like, um, I think the acting was pretty good. Um, it's kind of deadpan. Like that's well, why. Can, docked, can we at least like, can we at least talk about the the ghost? Can we describe what the ghost is? Because it's in the trailer. Yes, yes. So the ghost. So normally you would think of a ghost as like an apparition, misty figure, or whatever. Yeah. This one is literally a guy with a sheet over him with eyes cut out. Yeah. And, uh, for you know, so so it's like it's kind of hipstery in a way, like the whole artsy idea of that old like, school Halloween yeah. costume. A question, question. Uh, so the whole time it was Joaquin Phoenix under there. Uh, uh, not Joaquin Phoenix. Um, sorry. Uh, Casey Affleck. Oh, I thought you said Joaquin Phoenix. Is he in it? No. Joaquin Phoenix is, is Rooney Mara's real life fiance. Yeah, no problem. I'm getting my dudes all mixed up, but okay. (laughs) Another, another good looking dude, Casey Casey Affleck. So Casey Affleck is under that sheet the whole time? Yes. Okay. I forgot about that. I knew it was somebody famous. So, okay. Continue. Sorry. I interrupted. And so, yeah, like it's nobody else can see him. Nobody can see this sheet. Well, sort of. I don't, again, I don't want to get too deep into it, but. I want, that's one thing. Oh, sorry. I interrupt again. That's one thing I did like about the movie was when he talked. We can say this. We he, he talked to oh, other ghosts. Yeah. yeah. He talked to yeah. other ghosts. Those scenes where he's talking to him and it's just like captions. That was just like it's something that really hasn't been done before. You know, ghosts have captions like what the fuck. True. Yeah. yeah, Sorry. And I mean, it's not it it, like, I don't think it's a bad, bad movie under, I just, it, I've seen so many movies like it, like that artsy feel that are just like done more masterfully. I don't, I don't know. Like I'm not going to rewatch it. It just doesn't have a rewatch value for me really. Um, I think it was pretty original. Uh, overall, I gave it a 67. Um, yeah, it's which a tough kind watch. of is in line with with like what the audience gave it. The critics gave it like a higher review, but I think that's just because it it seems like that's who it was geared toward. Like oh, for sure, artsy yeah. academy stuff, you know. Um, but overall, like a it's scary worth a, horror movie, like psychological. No, yeah, and it's worth a watch. Like it's on Netflix as well, so. Oh, it's I was called a ghost story. It's, yeah, it's streaming on. Cool. So you should check it out if you can. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's decent. If you're an emo kid that likes ghosts, you'll like In it. In sheets, yeah. <laughs> and you want to be sad, go for it. <laughs> it's like All a Charlie right. Brown ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Newfound Glory has a new record out. Forever and ever, times infinity. Yep. Um, Produced by Steve Evitz, who, uh, side note, um, I got to work with, well, not work with, but got to go into the studio with Steve Evitz for about, not a month, but during a month period with my friends, Speaking the Kings, they're not a band anymore, but they uh, friends of mine, and they recorded, he, Steve Evitz's studio is off of uh, Gardner Boulevard and between Beach and Gar- uh, Golden West. So it's like right really? down the, yeah, right down the street from me. You're right down 20, there. 20, basically, the Garden Garden Grove Boulevard in 22. That's and, awesome. I uh, got to hang out with him, and dude, Steve Evitz is the man. I fucking love that guy. He's just yeah. he's the quintessential audio engineer. Like he is when you go to Nam the Nam show. If you look up the Nam show and, t- and like in the dictionary and say audio engineer, Steve Evitz's pitch, picture should pop up because that's what an audio engineer should look like. Um, 
He's done, dude. He did the first Our Last Night record. Oh, that's um, so good. Every time I die. I mean, you, you look at his his list of albums he's done. It's incredible. And it spans like different kinds of mostly rock. He's definitely a rock producer, but it spans different kinds of rock. Like think about how much yeah. different Our Last Night is to like every or every time I die. To or new even fa- like New, new Found Glory. Glory. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like and he does it so well. So props to Steve Evans. I wanted to give him a shout out. He's um, he's been pretty like they've been pretty regular with him I think too. New Found Glory. If I'm not mistaken, well, yeah. Check it out. Um, I, tell, I believe. Tell me what you think but, about it. Um. Well, right, like right away, like it, like right when it starts, I'm brought back to like it's just like super classic New Found Glory. Yes. Um. Upbeat fast paced i i think his voice is only getting better too like it's it's matured a lot like he still has like the signature newfound glory sound but he sounds like even more like it sounds more full and more like dynamic um i think they in just the side note before this came out they announced like they were doing an online thing Mm-hmm. Um, and they did like oh, a, yeah, yeah. they did a 40 song live show. They like the yeah, one thing crazy. I can say about newfound glory is like, they love their fans. Like, yeah, they, they put on a 40 song set online for their fans and they were exhausted. You could see <laughs> it like by like mid set Jordan's like, Oh God. Can you imagine trying is- to remember 40 songs that all sound the same like yeah. no offense to Van Glory but come on in a nutshell 40 songs pop punk yeah they're all you know it's very much the same progression over and over again and then to get that right so god bless them <laughs> but man they they really put on a show like for being behind a screen and then they talked to the fans and like it was just really cool um but this record specifically is just so like fun i like that the cover yeah. is kind of like a ferris I love wheel the, i love the cover it makes you, yeah. you you don't really know what you're looking at at first especially if yeah. you don't know like what am where what's the perspective like it's got yeah. cool colors in it yeah i gave it a high markings for the cover so it's like a it's a it's a ferris wheel and that's kind of yeah. like symbolic of the record for me it seemed very like fun and summery it's like a perfect record to come out like in the summer i will, um, I will say this as the, the newfound let's uh, we'll put the newfound glory, glory bar up. I think the bar is sticks and stones and that's a good catalyst. Catalyst, catalyst is really good too. Those yeah. two for me are like Mount Rushmore newfound glory album. So if I have to compare this new album to that one, it gets close. It gets real yeah. close. It doesn't. It doesn't really have the hook. Well, some of the songs don't really have the hook, and like uh, I, sticks and stones and stuff but i man. even think not without a fight is up there oh th- you know like, what? that's a good that's one too such a good record yeah yeah yeah. and radio surgery radio surgery is oh, I, I didn't really get into that killer one. super good um i uh, i, I, I don't know do they're a, just a little background on steve evans real quick for sure yeah oh you're 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 cutting in and out real quick um uh yeah steve evans let me just go down his uh, all music real quick uh, does he doesn't have a credit for this new record on all music yet but i know he does i know he did it um so he did the new suicide silence record the uh from the screen to your stereo newfound glory mm-hmm. um let's see knuckle puck dillinger escape plan um frank Euro and the patience who has tucker from thursday in the band which i love um 
Well, there was oh the Wonder Years. He did Suburbia. I've given you all, and now I'm nothing. He did that. Record. Oh, that's a good record too. Um, Comeback Kid, uh, Vanna, Every Time I Die, Poison the Well, Our Last Night, The Used, Every Time I Die. I already said that. Shock Lullaby, Saves the Day. He is Legend. Story of the Year. Um, the Cure. What do you do with Story of the Year? Page Avenue. No, he that I think wasn't that Feldman. Uh, no, he did In the Wake of Determination and Take Me Back. It was like the, it. The, the two after that. And then he did, uh, dude, he let it, let it unfold you since it's fail. That oh, was, that's a good one. Yeah. That's him. I need to, I need like that one. Cure. Catch 22. Um, homegrown. Oh, he did Kings of Pop. Wow. I didn't know that. That's a great record. I love that record. So awesome. He's that's done like everything. Yeah. He's been around, man. On uh, his, his first credit on all music is 1987. So <laughs> that's the year I was born. <laughs> he's been doing yeah. this since I've been born. <laughs> Hate breed, Snapcase, Lifetime. Yeah. So shout out to Steve Evitz. Awesome um, producer. Yeah. And so overall with Forever and Ever Times Infinity, I just I I think it's fun. Like the name yeah. and the the just the cover of the album itself is just, it's so like it's just it's it's kind of like candy. Like, like, <laughs> it's not, I, I like that they didn't, it seemed like they went right down the fence. They didn't, yeah. they didn't call it in and they didn't try to do things they've never done before. They knew yeah. what their audience wants and just did it. And, and there's some cool breakdowns in it. Like where, where, uh, Chad kind of gets to really uh, like, he, Chad has to get on the microphone. That, yeah. That he's dude always, awesome. He always has to get on. If you watch, if you ever go to a show, Chad's talks more in between songs than Jordan does hands down <laughs> like twice as much Jordan just sits jo- there just like all right what are we gonna play the next song yeah <laughs> he, he's he re- talk he, too much. Jordan's hilarious but yeah. the and if, but yeah if you've never been to Newfound Glory show and when we start doing a show to again, it dude go to new it they're so good it's so it's so much fun they they really bring it uh yeah. what'd, you, what'd you give it uh it well and then the final oh, thing right. I want to say is yeah, their yeah. Dr- their drummer is amazing um, Cyrus Baluki. Cyrus, thank you. I was trying to think of his name. Uh, he's, he's amazing. He is such a good drummer. I can't, and Ian is super fun too. He's just hilarious, dude. That, that guy is great on Instagram. Um, I love him on him. They're just, they're dude. all so wonderful. And their stage, you have the back, their stage is your background. Then, they always oh, just and then, like. Hey, and then another thing. Oh yeah. They have, uh, was that Ryan Key just in their back yeah. pocket? Oh, from Yellow Card? No big deal. <laughs> and, and Will who played with them from Cartel and Anthony Ranieri at the show I watched, they they were oh, wow. guests. Yeah, that's rad. It was I, super cool. I would love if they just brought Ryan Key into the band. Permanent, like, yeah, he's dude, so good. Can you think of like imagine Chad and him writing songs together? They, those would oh, be such good songs. I don't know. I, know I bet you it's all the money, man. New Von Glory just doesn't want to give him a twenty five percent cut or whatever. It yeah, is, you know what I mean? what's in, yeah, <laughs> or twenty percent. What's interesting is there's some parts of that of that record that almost sound a little yellow cardy. Like there's a yeah. couple parts and I'm like, I wonder if like Ryan was like in the studio, like, hey, check this out. I don't know. I don't Probably, think maybe he not, was because they'd have to pay him. Yeah, it's true. But He's, I overall gave this a 90. I was really happy with it. I was, I, nice. I gave it an 84.5. So pretty mm-hmm. close. Yeah. I, like, like I said, it's not Six and Stones and Catalyst, but... 
and I, I, sorry, I don't want to compare it to those albums, but sorry, yeah. this is that's the same band. Yeah, they're uh, great. It's not like I'm comparing it to the White Album, you know. <laughs> yeah, and '84 uh, is not a bad yeah. score on that. Yeah, yeah, I've, they they have worse records. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're I, not all perfect. Yeah, I know. I've lately though, I've liked their releases like Radio was, Surgery, Make Me Sick, and this one. I just I think I they're go a good trio. Yeah. I, I was never really a fan of anything pre Sticks and Stones, mm-hmm. the hit and miss like era stuff. I, I get it, but I don't know any yeah. of the song. It just doesn't sound good to me. It's all like garage band sounding stuff. I like the overproduced New Found Glory stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it it's like better. no non thrice. Well, most non thrice fans will be like their first two records are kind of just like meh, whatever. Yeah. But, you know. Same with Thursday. Um, waiting, waiting is eh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so 90%, I thought it was great. I think you should check it out. Um, forever and ever times infinity. Good stuff. Get it. All right. I'm hungry, man. Let's get some sauces going. All right. Well. All right. Unofficial sponsor, yeah. Gringo Bandito. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to start with the original, and then we're going to move on to the extra hot, and then to the green, and then to the yellow. Nice. And you're gonna just gonna spoon them up. Yeah, this time I'm just gonna go easy. Go easy. Well, like, luckily, yeah, I, these aren't. I'll, I will. I've tried them all already, but I will. They're say, not the super super hot. No, these are more of like breakfast burritos. Just more flavor than like heat. And I was actually I couldn't really even find a little. Here's a little background. Let's start. Let's set this up a little bit. Um. So yeah, like I said, it was uh, created by Dexter Holland. Um, this is from Wikipedia. Holland has his own brand of hot sauce. Green by Dito. Wait, okay, here it is. Uh, revolves in Soprano shades as possible homage to the logo of Tapatio hot sauce and Pancho Villa. Gringo Badito was launched in 2004 after Holland, who grew up in Southern California, where Mexican cuisine is considered a part mm-hmm. of way of life, wondered yeah. if, if he could do that. Um, he has a good quote right here. Uh, on the conception of the hot sauce, Holland states in the early 2000s while eating Mexican food, he began to read the labels of bottle of Tapatio. He says, it just clicked that I had to make one. People people who like hot sauce are a certain type of people. Amen. They're passionate. <laughs> they, they'll have a bottle with them wherever they go. I'm one of those people. And I'm when I'm into something, I really get into it. It's like my music. I like records, so I learned how to play guitar. After that, a band. It sold over a million bottles and is available over 500 restaurants and that 7,000 stores, including being top ranked on Amazon. Uh, the headquarters is in Huntington Beach right next to their offspring recording studio. And did you know that he's one of the co-founders, co-founders of Nitro Records? I didn't know that. I did not. So Dexter Holland, good dude. Another side note with uh, uh, offspring played my aunt's bar a long, long time ago and the fans and everything destroyed the venue. They used to have the doll hut used to have a ceiling and it got destroyed. And after that, I'm, I don't think it was Dexter. I'm pretty sure it was noodles. The guitar player sent my aunt a check to repair the ceiling. It's so cool. I've always just loved that. So God bless the offspring. Good representation of, uh, of, of Southern California. So let's get into it. Gringo Bandito original. Let's do it. I got the original. I got I got chicken got nuggets. Some tater tot. Oh, chicken nuggets. I got nugs. An, and tater tots and onion rings. <laughs> I'm, set up, I'm set up today. Going all out. Here we go. All right, let's see. That one's re- I I really like that one. That one's like tapatio but with like more like thickness. It has more it's like not, substance thickness, yeah. yeah. I do like the um 
um, the dispenser, how it comes out. It just yeah. kind of blobs out. You never get too much or too little than what you want. And this is like the, if you haven't had like the original Gringo Bandito, it's yeah. really good for burritos. It's like prime burrito sauce. Breakfast, um, lunch, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, I can't say enough good about the original Gringo Bandito. It's, it's, it's just got, uh, so tasty. Red Fresno peppers, hot yellow chili peppers, and habanero, and some other like spices and stuff, but... Yeah, so this one's on like the lighter side. Yeah, but it's still got a kick, man. It's still, it still it, it, it hangs out I, with you. A lot of it is the I think the habanero because it's like back of the throat, and then the vinegar. The vinegar really kind of hits you too. Gotta have vinegar in there. I also looked up um, if this had a Scoville scale, and I did some digging, and I went on the Gringo Facebook page, and someone asked them that. He said, "What's Gringo's Scoville rating?" My Google is failing me. I'm guess I'm guessing it's around three thousand, but I'm curious for an official answer. And Gringo actually responded to them, "Welp." We had to test. We had it tested years ago, and I'll be honest. The lab was like halfway across the country, and I think they just made up a number. But they said it was around twenty five hundred. I'd like to get it tested again, though. But that's what we know for now. So they're not really. It's not a hot sauce that they're looking to know what the Scoville's scale is. They just. It's just a hot sauce, you know, more of a sauce. But yeah, compared to like the the bomb, where it's is that like close to a million oh, or something? God, yeah, that one's just death. Um, right, let's move on. Yeah, Gringo Benny, super hot. So this is supposed this to have is this, another red. It's, it looks very much like the other one, a little bit more waterier. Ooh, I definitely smell the ghost, Jolokia, and scorpion chili, chili pepper as well. Let's see. Um, this one I haven't tried, so let's see. That I I really like this one. It's almost kind of sweeter at first, and then it yeah. hits you. Yeah, I I definitely taste the garlic. Like the garlic is really present in there. I, I'm basically I basically oh, sorry. I'm I'm sure they probably it's the same recipe as the other ones. They just replaced the hotter chilies with it. Yeah, the scorpion pepper you can taste it. Scorpions tend to be more like when you have a scorpion pepper, it's usually more of a Tabasco-y type. Mm. Like taste to the sauce and this one. Um, what's, that, what's that second one? How do you pronounce that one? Jolokia? Jolokia. So a boot Jolokia is a, is a um, ghost pepper. Oh, look at you. So, uh, but, but the thing is, is that it's usually boot Jolokia. But oh. so I think, I think Jolokia is, you know, a member of that. Gotcha. I've kind never of heard realm. of that one. Um, Jolokia just translates to pepper or chili. Um, so it, it could just be like kind of related to the boot Jolokia, but that's really good. The heat kind of sneaks up on you. It's like really, really it's not, sweet. It says extra hot, but it's not like it's like way hotter than the other yeah. one. It's just like a different heat. It's more, Doable. I feel it more in my tongue than in the back of my throat. All, All right, right. Green. Green it up. Green sauces are usually difficult for me. Like, uh, not that they're super hot, but that, um, stomach-wise, um, just no. They like I, the taste-wise. Cilantro does not go good with me. I don't. I. Mm. Oh, that's so good. 
That is really good. Are you one of those um, people that has a weird taste of cilantro that makes it taste like soap? I'm like halfway. Like it's, I, I remember Liz telling me you're either one or the other, but like yeah. I, I, I like it, but at the same time, it like it does have an odd taste to me. Interesting. Um, this one's actually good. The cilantro is very, very subtle. Um, if you go to Chipotle or not Chipotle, um, what's that? Rubio's. Rubio's has like a really good yeah. green sauce that tastes a lot like the green sauce. Um, very much right down the road green sauce. Like <laughs> it's got a kick though. I would say it's probably heat wise comparable to more to the first one. It's not like yeah. It's got a bite, but it's not like super hot. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, I like that's, that. That's really good. I can't. Okay, this now, is all gonna get used up. <laughs> yeah, and I like yeah this too. Like you'll use a lot of it, but you kind of have to. And you're, you're versus the other ones, like um, even like last dab. Like I would love to use more of that because it has a really good flavor. But if I do too much, I'm gonna. My head's yeah, going to explode. Kills your stomach. This one, I can dump the entire bottle on my burrito, and I'm not going to, my head's not going to explode, and I can enjoy it. So, all right, yellow, fi- finally, yellow, which I would like to kind of discuss the ingredients here. Yeah. It's got, you know, vinegar, scotch bonnet pepper, which is my favorite pepper. because it's, it's a good just name. Super, I like that name. Scotch bonnet's like super, super tasty and sweet. Habanero pepper, uh, Mexican onion, different than the regular onion. Hmm. Let's try that. Hmm. So this one's spice. I think this is supposed to be the like spiciest one out of all of them. And it's definitely yeah. I think it's I think that's true. Yeah, that it, Scotch bonnets are definitely um on the oh. spicier side. Yeah, that one hits. They're very sweet, but they're very, very yeah. You know, I think all I, all all four of these are kind of on the more of the sweet side, and then it kind of gets a little bit more darker, I guess. I love that they were they weren't conservative with the onion on any of these because I can taste the onion, and I love like an oniony kind of taste. Um, this one's really good. It's like sour this one's but hitting. has like a fullness to it yeah. and then the heat hits the hits your tongue like after a little while um this one's making me drink Ooh, I, yeah. I dig this one this one's really good that I've one had you gotta some, be kind of careful with i put a lot yeah. on i've had some really really spicy stuff all this stuff is, is doable tops. and tasty um yeah I was also looking on their their website. Um, They have a fifth one, um, but it was sold out. It was a, uh, it's called Cheap Steak, Cheap Skate, and it was a private reserve hot sauce. But let's see. Interesting. I don't see any other like info on it, but it looks pretty hot. Overall, all of these to me are just top of the line. Like if you're going to get a, like a store bought hot sauce or whatever, if they have like, I don't know. The Tapatio and all those are really good. I don't think they'll have them like at every grocery store, but like, like I said, I think Walmart, I think has them. And then I got the variety pack off Amazon and you can get on their their website, grandidobandito.com. So good. I love it. Oh, I like Um, their idea. You know what we should do is save our bottles and turn them into salt and pepper shakers. They have some on their website. That's cool. That's awesome. 
Oh, I want to get a shirt. That'd be rad. Yeah, it's super good. I I support this. Uh, yeah, this brand is awesome. Good dudes um, and good on the dudes too. Oh wait, is there a, f- a sixth one? Wait, I'm seeing a different. Oh no, more. It's a purple one. Ooh, an extra extra hot. But huh. um, if you Anyways, can, sorry, I was reading. Yeah, if you can, if you can go grab some like. Amazon's probably really easy to get. You just get all of them. And even like someone like your wife Liz that's not really into hot sauce, I think this is like a good starter one. This is I would good... think knowing my wife, <laughs> <laughs> she probably could handle the, the original. probably the first one and maybe that's the about green, it. Maybe the green one. The green one's maybe not the too green, bad, so. yeah. Yeah. Good she, starter hot sauce. Dude, she ate some spicy stuff last time, <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, I'm so underestimating you, her. Um <laughs> Nice. All right. Summer yeah. stuff. Uh, All right. Speaking of, speaking of hot. Whew. Summer stuff. I'm sweating over here. Hold on. I know. Me too. Good sweats though. Good sweats. The good thing about hot sauce is like no calories or anything. And it's supposed to yeah. like, isn't it supposed to like get your I metabolism going I, up in here or something? I like on the, yeah, I like on the bottle it says, it shows the nutrition facts and then it says hot sauce really doesn't have nutritional value. It's vinegar and pepper for God's sake. What did you expect? Why are you even trying to determine <laughs> the nutritional value of hot sauce? Just enjoy it. You're right. It does, it it's says so it on the punk. Bottle. I love that. I, I didn't see that. <laughs> little high in sodium. I will say that little high in sodium. Yeah. But I mean, you know, oh, on the other side of the bottle says, uh, I hope you enjoy the adventurous flavor and tingling tense. Ten- ten- <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> hot sauce got in my throat tantalization of my not so famous green pepper sauce I'm reading the green one for your over 10 years I have searched far and wide for the perfect combination of peppers and spices to make your next dining experience a zinger and I tried to make it easy on the pooper too <laughs> try it on tacos burritos eggs pizza it's like a part in your mouth I personally personally guarantee it Dexter Holland so there you go good on you Dexter Hey, Dexter, awesome. sponsor us. Okay, thanks. Okay, <coughs> Give thanks, me more hot sauce. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, on to Hummer. Uh, Hummer. <laughs> Summer stuff. Hummer. So uh, what are we talking about? You're going to do some toys? I, I'm actually going to do summer toys, looking back go. on some of the toys we Hit remember some as toys, kids. man. What were some of your favorites? Yeah. Um, so during the summer, most of the toys were water-related, right? Yeah. So like, you, you kind of had to go with that. But I did do one that wasn't water-related. But first, I wanted to go into Super Soaker. Um, Super Soaker is probably widely known as the most famous, um, you know, water gun out there. A couple of facts I didn't know is that it was invented by a NASA and Air Force engineer um, by the name of Lonnie Johnson. It was a black guy, right? Um, yeah, I, th- I believe so. Hell yeah. And, and designed by William Rauchy. So it was like designed and created by these really smart dudes. Um, <laughs> and the prototype actually that they made, I, I kind of like this, like humble beginnings, PVC pipe, acrylic glass, and an empty plastic soda bottle. Gotta um, start somewhere. Yeah. And I always had the uh, the Super Soaker 50. It was like Day Original, like the little one. The green yeah, and yellow one. I probably that had that pump. one. I can't remember the numbers though. Yeah, they had yeah. some fun. They had some fun numbers. They went like by tens usually, so yeah. it would go from like ten to three hundred. But some of them were in fives. Like there was a Super Soaker twenty five and stuff. Um, 
but it sold one at this point it has sold one billion dollars worth of super soaker guns over time um it was originally called the power drencher but i think super soaker sounds (laughs) way cooler that's not it's just it got it's got a punch you know um in 2011, Super Soaker was actually voted the outdoor outdoor toy of the year. Um, it's currently in the Toy Hall of Fame. Um, it was inducted in 2015. As it should be. Yeah, for sure. And the scandal, there's a bit of scandal here. Oh, hit me. Uh, there's, a, there's a brand called Buzz Bee Toys. They were sued by Hasbro. So the current company that owns the patent for hydro-powered guns Um they sued Hasbro sued Busby Toys in 2010 successfully um, because I guess they were trying to steal the patent. Mm-hmm. And then finally, in 2013, Lonnie Johnson's company sued Hasbro, <laughs> who took over the Super Soaker because uh, Hasbro was underpaying them in royalties because, you know, they were the Ooh. designers. Um, so Lonnie Johnson's company got $73 million oh, in the all? dispute. Yeah. I mean, you're going to really big name companies going to steal your idea and then not give you the royalties. You're, you know, it's so sketch, but, um, the super soaker, I just, I remember being just like having one all the time. Yeah. I'm looking at photos and I can't really remember which ones I had and which ones my friends had. I'm pretty sure I had the 50. I'm looking at that one. That was like the quintessential kind of cheap one, but the 2500 one or tw- yeah 2500 that thing was a beast i remember that yeah thing. they that also one. had motorized ones that would like shoot yeah. you would hold it down and it would shoot um, backpacks they had backpacks. i ones preferred no oh, i remember that i i enjoyed the day original the, the neon looking green and yellow one with the orange yeah. it always worked the Very best 90s. didn't really leak or anything so that was good i also had i don't remember what it was <laughs> called I had the one where yeah. it was uh, an eye thing over your eye and it had a, a, a microphone and then you would say fire, fire, fire. And it would shoot water from the headset. Do you remember that? I do kind of remember that, but um, you would run around with that on your head and a super soaker. You were invincible. Fuck yeah. I was the Jason Bourne of we would run. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, what was actually fun is we would, we would play hide and go seek but we would play with super soakers. So if they found you, you would just, you get drenched. You yep. didn't have a gun. You basically had to like hide and hope they didn't catch you. It was called the um, shout and sh- shout and shoot. Interesting. Or liquid Sonic. Maybe it was liquid Sonic. But yeah. It was like <laughs> this little batter, like this little pack you had on your side that had the water and then it had like a, and then it would recognize you saying something and it would would shoot water and then you could turn the thing so it would would shoot behind you too (laughs) that's so cool yeah good times but and then another i'll I'll, i have four so i'll say my i'll say two and then let you go and then i'll say the other two um we had the Velcro paddle catch game. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Classic. It was yeah. the little half pink, half green paddle in the Velcro. 90s like with colors the ball. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Super neon. Um, so the ball would stick to the paddle. You'd throw it at each other. It was actually good for like just baseball and coordination and stuff like that. The beach and stuff too. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, um, there wasn't 
there's not a lot of info on it. There's not a lot of like history besides the fact that we used it um, <laughs> because there were so many iterations of it. You know, yeah. so many companies did something like that. And um, we definitely played with these in our yard and we threw them at each other as hard as possible. <laughs> that was like the yeah. the game. Yeah, that's I remember the we'd, game. Pu- we'd we'd put it on our head and like they, they like we were that dumb. We'd put it on our <laughs> head and like <laughs> throw it and hit you on the head and like catch. Nice. Good old days. The Velcro paddle catch game. Look it up. It's half like neon green. Half still pink. I think it's kind of still around now. Still, yeah, it's a, for it's sure. Kind of a fun beach thing. And there was also the little like balls that you would get wet and then throw them at each other, and they would splash. Yeah. Those were cool too. Um, kind of like a like a reusable water balloon sort kind of. of. Yeah, yeah. And they had like footballs and stuff too. Yeah. But those are the, those are two of them. Like I'll continue after your. Do you want me to just go right through these? Just keep going. I didn't really make a list. I'm just kind of trying. Cool. In yeah. On what you I, made. These are. Yeah. These are just everything like you. The, everything you had. I probably had too because we were for sure. Yeah. Slip and slides. Those were really fun. Yeah. But I do remember all the painful belly flops. Like I'm it was like yesterday. The, I didn't. Have, I wasn't a fan. I don't. Okay. I didn't own this. Friends did though. But yeah, I wasn't a big fan. It wasn't. I didn't see the like. I don't know. I grew up with a swimming pool, so I'm very yeah. lucky. So when I, if you didn't grow up with a swimming pool, that's all you had, then I get it. But I didn't. Yeah, so. we had, we, we got a pool eventually. And what we would do is we would line the yeah. slip and slide up to the pool. And we, cause it was the deep end, you know, we could like yeah. slide down it and fly into the pool. That's fun. That was fun. Um, I do remember there was a lot of cool iterations of it. They didn't always work though. They had like the crocodile mile with the croc <laughs> oh, yeah. on the, on the curtain thing at yep. the end of the slide. And then it, it would have like little jets hitting you kind of all the way through super fun. (laughs) Um, and then they had the ones that had like the little pools at the end. Yeah. So you could like slide on them and you would hit the pool at the end and just chill out. Um, we can't do that really anymore. You gotta be like a kid because there's like kids. Yeah. (laughs) And it hurt. Dude, I remember belly flopping a couple of times and you had to make sure that grass was like clean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For sure. No dog poop and stuff. Oh Yeah. Um, and then of course we had pogs. Um, do you <laughs> nice. remember pogs? pogs oh, dude, and yeah. I still have mine. My mom still has them. That's awesome. Yeah. They're known. Those are worth a lot too. They're known as, so. they're known as like, um, milk caps. Yeah. And there's a couple of theories on where they originated, either originated in Maui in the 1920s or thirties, um, or in Japan actually as a game hmm. called Menko which is a game similar to Pogs, which originated originated in the 17th century. Huh, so wow. it goes way back. Didn't know that. So if you, if you don't know the idea of Pogs, they're these little cardboard circles, um, and you would throw down a little plastic circle on top of them to try to flip them. Or and metal. If you, if, yeah, or metal. If you flip them over and they land on their like heads up or whatever, you would you would get to keep it. Um they had like the world fog p- fog the world <laughs> pog federation which uh originated in costa mesa and if you remember at knots really? there was like a yeah there was like a cha- there was a championship at knots in the 90s huh. they had that little furry dude with like the like the 
purple nose he was like their oh, mascot yeah. yeah 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 that it, they had like a like a competition at knots and it was like come to knots and wow. be the champ and stuff i remember that I'm, yeah that's crazy it makes sense though yeah for a for a real small minute in time in the 90s and like mostly like 90s yeah that was a big thing and then it just went away yeah, just like Gigapets and all yeah. the other stuff that got like well, I think one the other, minute. The other thing, those teachers started banning it too. You couldn't start, you couldn't yeah. play it at school. And I didn't see the harm in that. I didn't understand why they banned Pogs. It's like... It's supposedly like betting or something. I don't yeah, know. Fuck it. It's so stupid. Yeah. It kind of is. I but, bet, bet on you. Yeah. But um, the Pog... Yeah, I remember Pogs. I had the, the saw blade slammer that I would use all the time and it would jack up everybody else's <laughs> pogs because it was like sharp i had um, a, a lot of body glove that was a big, oh that was i a, remember that. that was a big yeah. brand too they got big into that they had um, the cool like like holographic like the social scrutiny stickers dude, that we should make some social scrutiny pogs man yeah sell those out <laughs> sure those i'm sure they would be pretty easy yeah um yeah and then i remember they would do like series um i remember getting an oj simpson in jail pog collection <laughs> oh my it was all, god yeah it was really weird and like sports teams and stuff yeah the pogs i hadn't i haven't thought about that in a long time and those were they were definitely like a summer thing for us because we just like yeah we would you know it'd be something we'd do in the shade and just hang out and you know play that after we're cooling off from playing on our damn slipping slides. Or well, I, I would say another kind of on top of pogs, cause I wasn't very much into collecting them more than playing. I liked yeah. collecting them. And on top of that was like baseball cards. I, I, I feel yeah. like baseball cards back in the nineties was like a fun summer thing to do too. Yeah. And like uh, we would go down, we would go out to hobby city down over oh, by, uh, yeah. By, um, it's kind of sad Run park. Yeah. It's kind of sad now to drive through there now. It's all, I know it's all, closed down especially after pack pandemic but yeah during the 90s i'm yeah my mom used to take me there at least once once a week during the weekends and we hit that baseball card shop and and the uh indian store and the train store and did you ever go on the train remember they before, no. they, before they had adventure city no i didn't i'm a little older than you um, it was hobby it was hobby city before yeah, it was, right and it's that part is still considered hobby city and then the other part is like a a little amusement park, but where that park was, was just this open lot. And they just basically just had this like train that, you know, like a mall train where little kids could get in. Yeah. It would just kind of go around the outline, but yeah, good times. Hobby city. Yeah. It was in, there was so much, like we had to be really creative during the summer now, like, and I'm not saying nowadays, but like you have like video games that are more like accessible online. You have your yeah. phone, you have your computer and you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that, but it was so much simpler back then. You had to like, Amen. you had no phones, no nothing. You had to like come up with something to do. Pogs, yep. pieces of freaking cardboard. That you, like <laughs> you throw plastic over. and metal at. Yeah. Who would have thought that was yeah. hour, hours of fun for us little kids. <laughs> for sure. So those are, that's kind of my like recollection of, that's a good list, man. I, yeah, I would, mine would probably be about the same with yours for sure. Um, so what'd you talk about summer wise? So what, yeah, when we brought up summer, I, I, my first thought was to summer camps. I did a lot of summer camps growing up. Um, uh, I played baseball a lot. Um, but I was also in the boys and girls club. So when I was really little, when I wasn't in baseball camp, I would usually do boys and girls club 
kind of over summer. And that was like a whole thing. Like that was a different experience than just your before school, after school experience. Like you had to hang out with these kids all day and we, and then we, but we go on field trips and they would take us to like amusement parks and stuff. And I just, you know, good times, but I really want to talk about baseball camp. Cause that was like my thing. Um, every year I, my parents sent me to, I went to one, a few years in a row, but then after that, I went to different ones after that. The first one I went to was, uh, I remember the name of it, but we, where we practiced was at El Dorado high school. And then we stayed overnight. It was like a two week thing where we, two weeks, like it was one week or two weeks. And we stayed overnight at the Chapman college, um, dorms, which was really cool. And we got to go eat at their cafeteria. And then they would ship us over to this El Dorado high school. And it was just baseball all day. You know, they would, they, you go in and go, Hey, what position do you want? Are you mainly focusing on, you know, and you tell them and then go with them. So I was a pitcher. So I would go with all the pitchers and we just focus on pitching. And then we'd group up with the batters and it was just stations and stations. And then we'd have lunch and more stations and play a game at the end of the day. And then, um, every, every year they would bring in a, major league baseball player or or I think two maybe. And they would come and like talk to the kids and then we'd be able to have something signed and they'd take a photo with us. And Jim Jim Edmonds came one year and, uh, Darren Erstad. Um, it was just like, dude, that's Darren fucking Erstad. You know, as a kid that was like, he's standing right there. And so it was like, it was really cool. And just to hear, hear them talk about baseball. And then another one I went to was on Catalina Island which was really That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know uh, Catalina Island is an island right off the coast of, of kind of Orange County, LA. And um, it's it not so much anymore, but back in the day it was mainly owned by the Wrigley family, the gum, Wrigley Field, the Cubs. So at one time the Cubs had their own spring training field over there. And, um, and way back in the island and what this company did was built a summer camp baseball camp in that field. It's kind of deserted now. They don't play there anymore. Um, and it was, I think it was more like a weekend thing. It wasn't a very long thing, but we practice all day and then we go down to the beach and then eat. And then they would, then we literally camped on the baseball field. We, everyone brought tents and, and sleeping bags kept yeah. on the field, woke up, played baseball and repeat. And it was, that was a lot of fun too. And it was more of that one was more of like a summer camp field and like instructional baseball. We were there to play baseball, but it was a lot more having fun with these, like these dudes. And then, um, what was the last one I was gonna bring up? Um, Oh, it was, um, at Fullerton college, which is kind of notorious, pretty good baseball softball school over here in, in Fullerton, California. Um, and that one, they brought in like really young up and coming baseball players coming in. Um, I can't remember a lot of the names, but the big one I remember was Jared Weaver played for the oh, Angels. Wow. And the same kind of situation was where they told you like, what position you're doing pitchers All right, pitchers go over there. And so the whole day was just stations of pitchers, you know, throwing defense. And one of the stations was just literally, literally sitting in a dugout with like four or five other pitchers talking with Jared Weaver about pitching. We just like shot the shit, shoot the shit, shot the shit with Jared Weaver and just how no he, big NBD. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, he wasn't really Jared Weaver yet. His brother was definitely bigger than he was. Derek, um, right? Uh, Derek Weaver or Jared, something like that. Jared Weaver and 
Wow, what's Sigourney Weaver? No, Sigourney kidding. Weaver, yeah, yeah. That's, his, yeah, that's his brother. Um, but I just, I really vividly remember sitting in that dugout and him just, him just talking about like his pixel, uh, pitch selection and how he would approach hitters. Oh, Jeff and, Weaver, Jeff Weaver, sorry. There you go. And and then after all the technical stuff, then we were like, all right, so what's it like being in the majors? And then he was talking about how cool it was and what he got to do and travel. Just like, oh, my God, that sounds so cool, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just uh, summer camps. I just feel like a lot of if did you go to summer camps at all? Yes, yeah. I actually I <laughs> funny enough, um, when I was a kid, like my parents were never religious or anything. Uh-huh. Um ever but they did send me uh because one of my friends went to crystal crystal cathedral for summer it was called some fun and it would be (laughs) like you it but it was actually really cool like Mm -hmm. they would they they had like a playground you do like um activities it was basically like boys and girls club but we got to go like to some cool spots we went to disneyland knots there you go um we got to stay overnight a couple of times and do like movie nights. Um, and then they would right in the middle have, you know, vacation Bible school, but <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah. And I was a little shit. So I was always like, no, nah, I'm not going to that, <laughs> but I did. And like some of the things they did were pretty cool. They did like the story of, uh, what is it? Jonah and the whale or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had an actual like whale, like, they built basically a giant whale and put like f- fish in there and it stunk and it was like, really? they had like the story and everything. Um, it was actually really interactive and cool, but, huh. um, and then we had Taekwondo there where they had all these clubs that you could sign up for. Um, and that would be the last hour of the day. You would get to go to your club and like mm. from there get picked up. So Taekwondo was the thing I chose. I was always really into fighting and stuff. So I really <laughs> wanted to, you know, learn self-defense and everything. Um, but I would say those were some really memorable moments. Um, yeah. You think about like, there's all these kids that you probably hung out with that you never saw again. Yeah. That you like for a, a moment in time that summer you thought like, this is like my best friend. And then like, oh, wait, wait yeah. you know, they're gone. I still talk to like my, my friend that, um, that I used to go to camp with, um, his name's Sammy. That helps. Um, Yeah. I didn't didn't have any friends. I didn't have any friends that went with me to camps. That would have (laughs) helped. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Lifelong connections and all that stuff for some of them. Like I know, I know a couple of the people that we went, um, over there with so nice good stuff well i did some background on some on summer camps and um so they kind of started around the 1870s 1880s and it's pretty much even to this day it's very much trying to get boys back into wilderness even even back then you would think oh they were all you know living in the wilderness no there were still cities and these parents wanted these kids to get out of these urban cities to go into uh the wilderness and camp. And so they've been around for a while. And then in, let's see, oh, sorry, I just burped. Um, and then summer camps won an intellectual stamp of approval in 1904 when psychologist G. Stanley Hall published the book Adolescence. Hall argued that the child development imitates the histor- historical form, found, found formation, sorry, of civilized society. Children, therefore, should spend time in nature in this wild, ooh, that's a good word, 
Oh, undomesticated stage from the witch world conditions have uh, kidnapped him. They should learn to build fires and shelters like pre-civilized people they were. So I never really did that in my summer camps. Yeah. Um, Not so much. Um, Mine were more baseball um, oriented, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, our church camps, when I went to like church back like in high school and stuff, I know we did a lot of like wilderness stuff and um we you know camped in the woods did you and do stuff boy scouts like i did do boy scouts as well oh, okay um from 16 to 18 so i was a little late on it oh wow but it's when i met like chris and all them did, and i went like were group they one troop were they, one six seven were they kind of the reasons you got into because that's interesting that you got into it so late yeah i got i got into it because like chris was like you should join you could do eagle scout in two years and i could have but i yeah. was like way too lazy for that's it a, that's a yeah that's a commitment but it looks really yeah. good on a resume though that's for sure yeah um, absolutely another thing is said that summer camps flourished in the years that followed the 1900s were uh, in 1900 there were fewer than 100 camps in the country but by 1918 there were more than a thousand and uh i locked i looked up how many summer camps are in the usa and you know i don't know what they define as a quote-unquote summer camp but it says the american camp association reports that there are about seven thousand overnight camps and about five thousand day camps in the u.s wow with a total of more than twelve thousand that have about 11 million children and adults come every day that's a lot so it's a thing and you know what's kind of sad is um i actually have uh speaking of linda my aunt again from the doll hut she was working at a summer camp called Polly up in, um, is it running Springs or I can't remember what specific city it is, but, um, awesome summer camp. It was, it was just featured on top chef and it's one of the more high quality, like quote unquote summer camps. Yeah. And they, and they had to close down because of the pandemic. Oh, man. Yeah. They tried to try to reopen and try to figure out how they would be able to do it in these, you know, in this climate, I guess. And they just couldn't figure it out. So they had to close it all down, which sucks. Like so permanently? For now, yeah. Damn. Yeah. That sucks, man. Because that's a yeah, it was a big moneymaker too. And it was like her favorite job. So let's hope that summer camps come back for these kids because they, they definitely need them. Yeah, for sure. We get out. Kids get out there. Get out and enjoy the world. All right. Well, I'm ready for summer. I, as much as I think yeah. summer is definitely my least favorite season, though. I fucking hate the heat. I hate the I sun. I do too. I'm like burned. Yeah, and stuff. but at the same time, it brings you know barbecues and the beach and the water. There's there's fun parts about it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And air conditioning. So, oh, air conditioning. And it brings <laughs> time off of work for us. Especially for you. Do you have summer school? No, not this year. No. I was like, I'm going to take some time off. Is that more of a choice for you? You get, it's not like they make you do it, right? No, they don't. And oh. it, you, you have the option to sign, oh, okay. to apply and stuff. And I could have worked it. I probably should have, but just got so much stuff going on. Yeah. You don't need enough. You don't need more kids. Not another thing. With you. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Let's get out of here. Anything else you want to, anything summer wise you want to mention? Baseball. Nope. I miss baseball. That's another big. Go grab an ice cold, squeeze it out of your squeeze it freezer. Oh, you remember yeah, those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little <laughs> thing on top that you would twist yeah. off. Oh, those were and you good. can try to whistle out of them. Oh, those were good. Or maybe go get some Dunkaroos. Nice. Or uh, actually, you know, I'm drinking this um, this new Smirnoff seltzer. It's actually a summer limited edition summer drink. And nice. It, and it tastes like the like the Rocket Pop. 
You know, the one that was oh, red, white, and blue. I love those things, man. Yeah, it's kind of sweet, but that's what it tastes like. Cherry, citrus, blue raspberry. It's very summery. So awesome. Un- I got to check unofficial that out. Sponsor. Super um, cool. Plus one thing. Oh, baseball. Baseball's back, dude. It's coming. Yeah, I know, right? It's coming up. <sighs> we'll see. It's not a regular season, but it's We'll something. see we'll in see what how, capacity, yeah, too. I'm, I'm still skeptical about it. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Um, thanks for listening to So So Scrutiny Podcast. You can check us out on our new website, so so scrutiny.com. We have a, uh, you can listen to all the episodes on there and uh, we got our Instagram photos. And then you can also check out our new merch store where we have a, a coffee mug and a sticker and a pin. And you can buy all three for a kind of a lower price if you bundle them. So we recommend that and we'll throw in some extra goodies that you don't know about yet. For sure. Um, Instagram, Facebook, um, social scrutiny podcast. Um, and I also have <clears throat> on the social scrutiny podcast or website, I have a little side thing for my Ram art media, which has all my videos and photos. If you want to check that out as well, our personal Instagrams. I'm Robert Arthur Main. You're what's it? Stocky. The Stocky. The S T O C K S I E. And you can find all of our links on our Instagram, like main page and stuff too. Rate and review. Tell a friend. What else? But we love. Have you. fun this summer. We love. We you. love. We, yeah. Yes. Stay we positive do love in you. these dark times. I know it's. We know it's hard. <sighs> it's mm-hmm. summer, right? Get out there as much as you can. Yeah. Buy, buy local. Don't buy yes. corporate shit. Local, local. Gringo well, Bandito. Yeah, unofficial sponsor again. Gran- Gringo Bandito. Awesome hot sauce. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Uh, Have a good one. All right. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. This has been the Sozo's Crooney Podcast. See you guys. I don't really give a what? I just want to break every rule. Sometimes I pinch myself. Close.